0: good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to living your juiciest life ever i am so honored to have a lovely new guest today her name is maria verdicchio and i didn't ask you if it was verdicchio or verdicchio. no you got it right okay verdicchio. perfecto <laughs> yeah. so we're all good i'm really excited about this uh this interview that we're going to have today to all you listeners For more than one reason, because we're going to talk about something that people don't generally like to talk about, but we're going to talk about what it really has to do with, and that is living your juiciest life ever. Because without it, how can we? So Maria is an end of life designer and a certified nature and forest therapy guide. She offers a nature-led, heart-centered approach to end-of-life, advanced care planning, and education using coaching tools, ceremonies, and inquiry-based willow workshops. With over 35 years of experience in facilitation and guiding, she brings a diverse skill set to help people with their end-of-life planning. And you're probably asking yourself right now, wait, you just said that we're going to be talking about living your juiciest life. And Maria's perspective is all about creating clarity and connection at a deeper level so that you can actually amplify the juice in the life that you're living day to day. So Maria, welcome and thank you for being here. Thanks for
1: inviting me. I'm really happy to be here.
0: There's so many things that came up when I I looked into uh, a little bit of your work and your website and so on. And (sighs) What I'd like to know, first of all, is how did you come to this place? And maybe you can mm. share that. Where were you before, before this part
1: of your journey began? Okay. And how did you transition into that? Well, where was I before? Um, I had been working at a tech startup, actually, um, in the food recovery space. And because a lot of my life is also involved working in the food industry and hospitality. and there was just a point where, you know, I like to try things, and I've done many different things throughout my life, and that time had come to an end in that job, and I actually quit the job before I knew exactly what I was going to be doing, and people say, do not quit your job without knowing <laughs> what you're going to be doing, but that's just the way I've always lived my life, you know, going with my gut, and and I had been ignoring the gut for quite a while, so when i did and i was sort of thinking about well what's next i'd already been a nature and forest therapy guide for a few years prior to that and i've been doing that very part-time so what i decided was well how am i going to manifest you know doing this incorporating this into my regular work as a nature and forest therapy guide and at the same time i didn't want to live in the city any longer i have a partner and um, we were living in vancouver i've lived many places and i really don't like living in cities at least not very long so what happened was a friend of mine died suddenly And that was literally the week before I was leaving my job. And it was shocking. We had been close for about almost 40 years, say 35 years. And it was it was very shocking to me. I've had many deaths throughout my life, you know, of friends and family and as everybody experiences as we get older. And then a couple weeks later, my cousin died and my neighbor died a few weeks later. And during this whole time, I decided to do a celebration of life for my friend because There was nobody to do that for her and that process was really amazing i've worked a lot of events as well and i really enjoy hosting and i enjoy bringing people together so that experience i have to say it was just it was fantastic um you know i incorporated a lot of her into the ceremony and used a lot of her she had a lot of party favors and things and i incorporated Rated those in and people together that had actually never met each other, um, but had been friends with her. So there were just so many elements of that that I really enjoyed. And of course, what popped up soon after that was a course on ceremonies. So that's how I got started. And then I found the um, Willow End of Life Education program. And I did that. And then it just started from there.
0: Wow. It's like seem to be in the flow of things.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, I just realized too, you know, and during COVID, having a couple friends die, not from COVID, but during COVID, when many people were experiencing deaths of people from COVID or just not being able to be present with people who, because of COVID, and not being able to be there for them or even after you know another thing i i came to do was help facilitate online celebrations of life with um A company that was doing that and that was fabulous and what i saw out of that bringing people together even via zoom was the ability to bring people from all over the world together Mm -hmm. to celebrate somebody's life or memorialize their life and they wouldn't have even been able to do that had covid not been you know because some people can't make it to a celebration of life or a funeral for someone and then there's all those feelings that go with that of feeling bad or or Mm -hmm. maybe you can't do it because physically you can't get there or you know it's financial it's physical it's time so this is that was a great way really to bring people together and create ceremony it was amazing it was it was really fun doing that
0: and it's it is true we we had the opportunity to actually all of a sudden be much more global, even though we couldn't be in each other's presence, we could still be in presence this way. So something that came up here, you mentioned uh, a couple of things. So uh, one of the things that you were talking about is an advanced care plan. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to actually touch on is the with addressing what it is that is the death side of it, what you're focusing on is the life part. And yes. you mentioned the uh, the forest bathing and liminal spaces. Yeah, liminality, yeah. break the cultural trance that causes people to assume that they know the world. That was a very powerful, a powerful piece, because we do walk around very unconscious. And it sounds to me like the biggest, a big part of what it is that you're doing that helps people to really step into their life is is bringing more presence to that life. So, could you speak about
1: uh, the the liminality in the forest bathing? Well, for people who've never heard of forest bathing or, you know, don't know what it is at all, forest bathing is, um, say, a two and a half to three hour experience with a guide in nature, doesn't have to be a forest, but in nature. And during that time, it's not about hiking, it's not about traveling to a certain destination, you may only go 500 meters and there's specific criteria for the space that you do it in and as a guide that's for us to explore because what we're doing is we're taking people into nature a lot of people aren't comfortable with that and because they're trusting a guide they're also almost immediately they're going into okay i'm not sure what this is or how this is going to play out but we offer invitations to people so that they can open up their senses and just be present where they are, and experience whatever they they experience. There's no prescription. Although I think overall, being in nature can be very uh, healing. So kind of like a prescription. And now doctors can prescribe nature to people. One Sorry. helpful thing. One helpful yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the liminal part of it is. For example, say a lot of people have experienced going to university for the first time. There's all these feelings going on, um, and in part because you don't know what to expect as you step into this new way of being. And that's being in a sort of a liminal space. So during the nature and forest therapy or forest bathing experience, that's what happens as well, is you're being guided, for one. You're sort of learning to open your senses and use them in a different way, and also So we believe there's more than five senses, you know, and you're also being in a natural setting in maybe a different way than you're used to. So a lot of people are used to hiking or getting to that spot or running. They're doing it for exercise or with a friend or in a group. You might be, say, 50 to 20 minutes and stop and playing or exploring in a way that um, maybe kids do, you Mm -hmm. know, naturally, but we don't as adults. And at the end we also have a tea ceremony with a forest tea and we do this to that. get people to be able to sort of before we send them back out into their world you know the human world um we just get people to be able to sit and we chat and it's more of a sort of time where you can also um, ask questions and uh and just get more into your body again before you go back into the the world lovely so do you so you do that on a regular basis you were where i am i've been doing it virtually that's what i was doing during COVID, actually so mostly virtually which was a whole other experience how do you do that well it's really great um there's a couple ways you can do it um guides do it there are different ways either i am on a trail in the forest because i live surrounded by such incredible forest so either you're I'm in the forest. We're via Zoom. You can be wherever you are. You don't have to be in nature, and that's the part I really like, mm-hmm. and I think is important, is for people who are stuck in their home, in their apartment, and maybe you know they're stuck because actually they they can't go outside, even post COVID. It allows them to be able to experience nature through my eyes, but mm-hmm. also they can experience it within their environment. Because most people do have elements of nature in their home, and they might not even realize it. You know, most people, they might have a little bit of wood, they might have a wood table or just a wood feature, or they might have a plant, or they may be able to look out their window and see the sky. You know, even in the city surrounded by buildings, there may be Mm -hmm. that element that they can connect to. And so it's my job to be able to guide them through that. And the invitations that I offer, I will turn off my camera during the invitations so that they can explore them without being distracted by a screen. And yeah, it's it's interesting. I've had people on, for example, on one call where one person was in a city park, so near a fountain. The other one was in Brooklyn in their apartment. And the other one was in Napa Valley on her deck you know so it's really interesting and they all had similar but different experiences that's all i can say so i will continue to do that and right now i'm working on i'm putting together forest bathing with end-of-life work and i've been speaking with a cemetery that has some trails around it and they're very interested and I'm going to be offering forest bathing for people who've suffered a loss. I think that's a great idea. So that will be interesting. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it actually yeah there there are a lot of
0: people that have gone through loss i think that what you do would be so incredibly
1: uh powerful for people that have gone through loss. well and loss can mean something different to everyone right there's the loss of a friend or family member as in death that kind of loss. Mm -hmm. But there's also the loss of your life as you know it. And that can come with any sort of life transition. And that could be a birth, that could be um, a divorce, it could be a job loss, it could be moving to a different country, you know, there's, right, there's a very much so, yeah, you're losing, but also, you're gaining. And what's really important is to acknowledge the transition. And by acknowledging the transition, it just helps you move into that next phase in your life. So that's something that I'm also leaning towards or just life transitions in general and through ritual and ceremony, which really ceremony is made up of rituals. So through that process, you can actually, it really helps people to acknowledge what was, acknowledge where you're at right now, and then step into mm-hmm. what may be even if you don't know what that is but it it just it helps us it helps our nervous system it helps our mental health and we tend not to do that in the western world as mark certain transitions you know we do with marriages births deaths we have funerals but then also we don't know a lot of the time why we're doing what we're doing <laughs> it's it's just like social norms mm-hmm. so i'd like to get people thinking beyond that you're, you're bringing lots of <laughs> lots of reflection in even what you're
0: saying right now because it is so true we are so busy going to the next thing we are so busy trying to navigate life so to take the time out to step into the process to release and to you know it's like we keep piling things on top of what's already full mm. and so what i'm hearing through the whole transition. The embracing and 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 allow is releasing is creating the space to be able to really step into the now. Because where are we most of the time? Somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right? One thought triggers either a backwards movement or a forwards movement away from the present moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So by practicing presence and letting go of what was or where we were or whatever was going on, I think that's. I mean, for me, that struck me as extremely powerful and that would be something that would be huge amounts of value for us now because of the speed at which we move
1: yes yeah and you know it can be um just doing one ritual that that helps you go through that transition and you can do that by yourself with a partner with a group Uh, you could do it in person online you know like little things like um, i i live on the ocean as well. And it's a big part of my life always has been I've really been drawn to it. And for me, one of the one of the rituals I did was uh, it was it was I created a ceremony for my birthday. And to to share that with a group of friends, there was five of us, and we were having dinner. And then afterwards, I took everybody through the ceremony. And you know, one of the things, um, one of the rituals for the ceremony, I want I asked everybody, I brought some natural elements, you know, a shell, a stick, things like that, and I asked them to write something on it that they would like for me to consider letting go of, Mm -hmm. however they want to interpret that. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I took them, and it took me about six months, I think, to be in a spot where I kind of went, I'm ready. I'm ready to let these things go. And, you know, I just pulled them out of the bag and threw them into the ocean to acknowledge that. And I did that by myself. So that ritual I did by myself, whereas the other was with a group, but it was interesting to me. It took me six months, you know, we don't
0: acknowledge the process
1: of things mm-hmm. it's like, Oh,
0: I, I mean, it's not such a big deal. I just need to get past that. And so what was something that came up for me right now is, is as a sense of dismissiveness to our own lives. You know, you,
1: you talked about um, the Dia day. De... I'm going to at Dia de los Muertos yes. yeah. mm-hmm. And I really want to experience that. I've experienced it in East Vancouver, <laughs> you know, um, the Parade of Lost Souls. And actually, I've experienced it at Mountain View Cemetery in Vancouver, which was incredible. That was fantastic. Mm. But, you know, it, that's not something that I'm used to growing up in my community and my background. Um, my family didn't do that kind of thing. So, you know, some cultures are, I'd say, better at it than others. You know, they, they ritualize certain moments or they celebrate certain moments that we don't. I say mm-hmm. we, I mean me, in my culture. Well,
0: North, And North America, our North American mm-hmm. lifestyles. My husband and I talked about this. but What we really saw during that celebration, the day of the dead, is yeah. it's, it's actually, the, we're remembering their life. What we noticed was, is we were in San Antonio, Texas when it began mm. and we were in a, um, <laughs> I was I'm drawing mission. a blank mission. Yes. One of the missions. Okay. And they had in their main hall, they had table after table after table of people that had brought their family members, pictures and artifacts and things like that. So it was an acknowledgement of their life, of their death but the life that they live and it's an opportunity to celebrate that life. I thought I had, I I really didn't understand it before. And so that experience was like, Oh, it isn't all about darkness. It's actually about life. It's not about death. It's about life. And so it's taking the time out to celebrate those people.
1: And what's interesting is you're talking about um, celebrating also in community. So you know you said everybody brings an element of that person that they want to celebrate or remember on that day, and they're doing that with other people with strangers too mm-hmm. so i that is really important as well as community, you know yeah. which again in in North America, we've
0: separated 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 separated, so it is yeah. a time it is a time for so many things, a wonderful time when I mean, we this is a very important time. Uh, for us to come together for sure and what you're every all the pieces that you're doing is all about creating some unity that's the way I'm I'm seeing it
1: yeah it's interesting because you know people people tend to not everyone but plan ahead for their future um you know you maybe when you get married you or even prior to that you know you start planning with your partner or just as an individual you know you plan a bit ahead (laughs) but people don't consider their death as a part of that and and death is not the opposite of life it's actually a part of life right if if you do incorporate your death into your life plan it can not only change the way you die or how you die to a certain extent because of course we can't necessarily choose that. Mm -hmm. Um, You can die at any time, and that's what people don't consider as well, is you don't have to be old to die. Even though we know that, we don't Mm -hmm. accept that and acknowledge it. But if you do incorporate your advanced care plan, for example, into your life plan, it will actually change the way you live now and then for the rest of your life. Because what happens is you start to consider in order to get to the point where you can do an advanced care plan, you you need to, first of all, acknowledge that you're going to die, really consider that. And then you also need to examine a bit about your feelings around your, your own death. And most of us never do that. And then you also need to consider, well, what are my values in how I want to die as much as I can control, you know? So, what are my values and what are my priorities around that? Because your priorities in life will reflect your priorities around your death. But if you haven't examined your priorities in your life, then once you start examining those priorities around your death, you'll find that, wait a minute, those are my priorities, then. Why aren't those my priorities now? You know, why aren't mm-hmm. I living that way? And yeah, and, and a lot of the time doing it in, doing this work in community can be really helpful. So for example, the workshops that I do online, mostly I did my first in-person one recently, which was great. That one, for example, was uh, called the five-minute legacy love letter. Mm. So you might be wondering, well, how does that have anything to do with my death? You know, and well, for one thing, it can actually, and doing it in a group is, It actually gets you talking and thinking about it because the idea of of the workshop is to put together um, just in five minutes using some prompts that I give. It's putting together a letter that you're leaving to a person. And of course, you can make many letters to different people so that on your death, they will get this letter. And the reason it's called love letter is because it's not a letter where you hash out your... (laughs) You know, things that you've been wanting to say for a long time to someone or mm-hmm. somebody who's estranged and you decide to sort of hash it out, we suggest doing that beforehand. And then it comes to, leaving this love letter. And what happens during the workshop a lot of the time is people realize, well, if this is the way I feel about this person, then why don't I give it to them now? Or why don't I just tell them now? So that can change Mm -hmm. your life. you know. It can change your relationship with that person. And Mm -hmm. this all happens really well. It comes out really well in a community, even of strangers during a workshop. Although it can be really tough. And uh, the first time I did it, there was crying.
0: I'm sure very, yeah.
1: v- very interesting,
0: different pieces that you can actually do and all of that. Mm-hmm. So now going back to your personal journey is there's a, mm. a, a point that comes to mind for you right now where you were giving too much without taking care of yourself. So it was coming more from an empty cup as opposed to a full one
1: yeah i think just my nature and possibly you know for a lot of people we tend to ignore ourselves by focusing too much on um other oh yeah whether it's our partner or family members or friends you know and i i definitely fall into that category of just finding it easier (laughs) to to do that than myself, although my, my family may not think so, because throughout my life, I've always done what I wanted, you know, but within that, there was still those moments of maybe neglecting and not listening to my intuition. So I'm definitely back to listening to myself more, for sure. Oh, that's really Pretty important.
0: Well, we have to fill ourselves up. And I mean, with the work that you're doing, it's so important to do that work for yourself so that you are filling yourself up so that you can stand in that place of of flow and coming from a full
1: place. It always is, you know? And and I think like you touched on, women um, or tend to be more nurturing. And <clears throat> regardless if you have children or not, I don't have my own children. My partner is um, children. And, you know, so yeah, women tend to lose themselves, I think, more for sure, and give up a lot of their own their own power and their selves. Yeah. Forgetting that if they're not there, then who's gonna take care of them, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I really like something that you that you had uh mentioned in your writing that you had always looked uh to have a balanced lifestyle mm-hmm. and uh the realization of your mortality. There was a line that I actually put in I highlighted and I love this because as we're going through our lives and you're, you're planning, reflecting, growing into your, your business, but you said you ended up manifesting where you are now by studying what came up right in front of me. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you expand on like what, so what came up right in front? What do you mean by coming up in front of you? Was it in self-reflection or just life that as it happened, you became more aware of what was showing up?
1: Well, I think, you know, it goes back to intuition. And okay. also, you know, manifesting by, you know, what am I drawn to? What's happening? You know, why am I reading this? Or why am I feeling this way about this situation? And, you know, and part of that, I think I I shared was a friend of mine does a yearly vision board at, in December, just at the end of our, our year. Mm-hmm. And I did it with her, and the idea was, yeah, what do we see in our lives moving forward? And a nice way of course, putting it. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are in life, it's like, what do I see in my life moving forward? And, you know, so tearing images out of magazines or drawing or whatever it is, and not thinking about it too much, right? And it can seem difficult. You know, it's, it's interesting to do it with a group, and for mm-hmm. different people, it's it's difficult in in different ways and to come up with this this mix of all these different images and kind of going yeah you know okay great and you just stop when you know when you feel you want to stop so it is quite intuitive in what you're doing you know uh, for people who are a types and want to know you know it can be different but there's still that intuition coming in and that can be based on, yeah, what's happening, what's right in front of you right now as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. So that
1: could, that's a mixture of feelings and, like I said, what you're, maybe you're studying something or the type of work you do or don't do. Um, so all these things come together and literally it, I didn't even realize, but one of my friends said to me, you've manifested do you realize that where you're at right now you manifested and that vision board is what you manifested and i went back and i looked at it and i went oh my god yeah i have so that was just i think it was just over a year before i got into this work and changes and moving and et cetera so yeah very interesting <laughs> it's powerful our it it intuition it's something you don't trust or tap into enough you know yeah oh i just want to share about intuition everybody has it and we don't listen to it a lot and it's 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 also that gut feeling you know listen to that it's important
0: and so your morning we mentioned that you do a morning ritual which helps you stay more present during the day can you share Mm -hmm. what that morning ritual is with the listeners that would be amazing
1: yeah no i can't oh okay (laughs) (laughs) no uh, so um, what I, I guess what I want to get across in, in my answer is actually a morning ritual doesn't have to be, you know, where you dress up in, uh, in something and do a dance. And that's not what I mean. It can be as simple as being present with what you're doing and you're doing it, say, the, the same way every morning. So it can be as simple as the way you make your if you have coffee in the morning you're present at it, you you smell the aroma, you open up your senses to whatever that is that you're doing. And you just take a moment to do that. And also to enjoy that. And um, so yeah, it, for me, it, there's more than one. It's a few things that I do that okay. just I do every morning and it sets me up for my day. It also, it takes the stress off. I don't know how to describe it. It takes, it takes some sort of, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it it really helps. Morning rituals help. It could be as simple as making your bed a certain way or actually making your bed, you know, (laughs) it's. Or if you normally do, don't. <laughs> yeah, and taking that moment, and as you're doing it, just going, being present with what you're doing. Absolutely.
0: That's actually really good. And and I mean, whatever, if a ritual speaks to you, or if something different every day speaks to you, whatever that is, is becoming more present at the beginning of the day, then you can continue more of that habit. I mean, you just reminded me of it. And I'm every every day I say, I want to be more present today. And so some days it manifests more often than other days, so... Just do your best, you... become more present because that's where the miracle is. The miracles yeah. are always in the moment.
1: And and you might find that if you don't do something every day as, as a ritual, that you don't, be, it tends to throw you off for the rest of the day. Very true. Very true. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today.
0: And the fact that we didn't magically get cut off at our time. No. <laughs> don't say anything. Ah, oh, we'll let the listeners hear about that. So I'm not going to cut this part out, but I just want to say thank you so much. I really appreciate your presence. I would love to support you in any way that I can to get more of your word out. I There's some people on Vancouver Island I'd love to connect mm. you to. And uh, who knows? Who knows mm. what can happen? Uh, it's I think it's beautiful, beautiful work and so incredibly important. And so on that note... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. And remember this, you are a miracle. Bye for now.